Hi, I'm Sophie, and I haven't seen a lot of movies. Hi, I'm Paul, and I'm here to help with that. And we are... SP Film Viewers. Last film of the spooky season this year. Woo! Yes, I've made it. Well, I haven't yet. I'll say that. I'll, I'll, yeah, actually, once th- I'll once pipe th- down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> once I've watched it, then I'll do that. And I'd like to say I think we're going out on a high this year. I feel like last year's one wasn't as impactful as wanted it to be. I'm going to just think it's an utter crap film and it's bullshit and that it's not real. I'm not going to get scared. It's only a movie, as Mark Commode says. Well, that's what I'm just going to go into thinking. It's only a film. It's not going to scare me. I'm going to be fine. Nothing of this is real. Don't tell me it's real now. I was going to say, I bring up Mark Commode because this is his favourite film of all time. And he has high praise. I don't give a shit if it's his favourite film of all time. time. On record as as that. It's not based on a true story, is it? There's writings, not like adapted from a book, that sort of like of tellings of it, but. It's not obviously completely factual, if that's what you mean. Okay. Yeah. There's a book, it doesn't mean it's true. But writing's about something or somebody who's seemingly possessed, so... But why? <sighs> if I get possessed now by something, I swear to God, I will actually... Well, I'll be, well it's your problem. Okay. It's not my problem, is it? Because I, I can't do nothing about it. Well, as you said, the last thing is like, you don't like the idea of being... I don't like the idea of being possessed. But if I am possessed, there's not I can By do about exactly it. what exactly, though? What do you think is going to possess you? Oh, an evil demon spirit. From where? Anywhere. It can just attach onto you. Yeah, but I feel... For like... all I know, I could have got one from Japan and I just didn't let it in. It could have been floating around for three years, waiting for a moment like... where I'm vulnerable. Right, see, I see. You don't know. <laughs> Why, where does she get hers from? The The pet yeah. shop? <laughs> Oh, just Oof. download a demon and let it possess me. I don't think people choose. So you're making well, me get the... on my iOS and get het he- he- up. The Thanks. film in question, of course, is The Exorcist. I didn't never from... wanted to see this. I've never said I wanted to see this. I've never gone, oh, I want to see The Exorcist. I think this is my least favourite thing to want to see. Why are you laughing? Well, I think if you make it through this, you can make it through. I don't need to make it through this, though. Why can't I just be an innocent girl? Hmm? Mm. <laughs> I find it funny on the next bit, I'll be like whining like a little baby in the pre-ramble. I'll be like, eh, it would be all right. Well, after, I hope. Mm. I, I kind of highly doubt it. If Babadook shat me up, then this is going to completely shake my inner core. Mm. And I, I'm going to be on my own for a couple of nights where you're out and about. So I'll be on my own in the what house. Are you talking about? So anything could possess me and you wouldn't even know. You'd come home and you wouldn't even know if I'm possessed. Well, yes, I would if you started talking in a deep voice. And Does she talk in a deep voice? I'm not saying any more on that. Oh, I also wanted to cover this, <laughs> really, because also the the director recently passed away as well, so I feel it's kind of poignant that we... Was he possessed? Didn't... No, he wasn't possessed. He only did one horror film, so... He's more about that sort of documentary-style film, so they had it's, it's got a different eye to it, as opposed to... Like a typical like horror director, oh, let's just do. Oh, I think I know what How people old like. Is the film? It's another nineteen seventy three film. So we did Wicker Man. So like almost like bookending it both with two films that are from nineteen seventy three. Just a happy accident that's, or coincidence rather that's. Or something supernatural. Well, that's what the universe wants you to think. Maybe. <laughs> so supernatural elements going on there. <laughs> do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one thing. Other thing. Do you want to see... I don't want to see it at all. Do I have a choice? <laughs> yeah, two choices. You have to see the theatrical cut or the one I don't think I've seen, which is the director's cut. Which one's the shortest? Well, the theatrical, obviously, but the director's has a bit more of a background of the characters, don't you know? You mm. kind of more... <laughs> uh, you, you think you want more information, don't you? Fine. Which is it? Director, we're going to director's cut so that we're both sort of going. Yeah. Something, something new. Okay. Fine. Even though it's longer and I'm hating myself right now. Mm. I'll just whine like a bitch if yeah. it doesn't give me what I need. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but then it might be like, oh, well, it was too long and it dragged. How long is the director's cut? 
It's more than two, two hours. It's more than two hours, I think. What? Either way, it's two hours, two hours and a bit. So. What? Why? All these scary films are only an hour and a half. It's the only good thing about spooky season. Yeah, but this is the thing about The Shining. That's not that's longer than two hours. Mm, true, true, true. So the very brief synopsis, IMDb reads: When a young girl is possessed by a mysterious entity, her mother seeks the help of two Catholic priests to save her life. Why is it always a girl? I see boys getting possessed here, or getting run after by an axe or a chainsaw. You're saying the genre is sexist. I think so. Well, I can think of a film where there's boys possessed, so... Mm, so is a girl. I think you, you're you sick and twisted, you know. Why? Because you'll get some kind of kick of my misery, and I don't think that's a marriage. Well, just going with the mentality, it's only a movie. Well, you just go into the mentality that if I can't sleep, you will sleep, and if I need the toilet and somebody needs to come upstairs with me, <laughs> that person will be you, and okay. you can't moan like a little baby and say, I don't want it. You have to do it. Okay. Because you made me watch it, so it's all your fault. So you have to do well, whatever I say after the fact. Well, it's because we're watching it in the daytime, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm making you do a midnight screen of it and then going straight to bed. <laughs> it won't be happening. There's no point. Yeah. I won't speak to you next time, basically. Because <laughs> I won't be here. <laughs> One of us won't be. <laughs> oh, you'd be possessed. You'd Either I'm going to be possessed... I'm going to kill you because I hated it so much. It's one or the other. I see. Well, it's on record then, isn't it? That you've admitted to preemptive killing. Yeah. yeah. I could kill you while I'm possessed and either one could be here, to be fair. Hmm. No, we don't. we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, what do you think, when we come back from watching The Exorcist. How do you go about getting an exorcism? Beg your pardon? If, um, if a person is, you know, possessed by a demon or something, how do they, how do they get an exorcism? Well, the first thing, I'd have to get them into a time machine and get them back to the 16th century. I didn't get you. Well, it just doesn't happen anymore, Miss McNeil. Oh, yes, since when? Well, since we learned about mental illness, paranoia, schizophrenia, all those things they taught me at Harvard. Your mother sucks lollipops in hell. I didn't hear her say that. Well, no, she didn't say that. That was, that was more a reference to uh, Time Splitter's game. That was, she said, it's just, the line is, your mother sucks cocks in hell. Yeah. yeah. Not I just didn't believe. Yeah. All right, so um, we're back. Yeah, we're back. We're here, uh, and you survived. So for now, yeah. You don't know. It might it, the possession. You don't. You can't just think it's just all because you've watched it. It happens overnight, Paul. It, you know, it could be tomorrow. It could be well, three weeks. It could be. We Ouija boards of something to do that. Maybe I would never touch a Ouija board. I don't know a why they exist. B who would like the way that the mum is so nonchalant about it oh what's this and captain howdy and all like laughing and giggling it's like what the actual hell do you know that that is such a dangerous thing i'd have burnt it i'd have been like why are you touching that get off it na- right now and i'd set a light to it but i think in other films that's probably a bad thing to do you know like releasing the spirits and then the vengeance anyway so i don't know well it's Just... locked in a cupboard and don't use it then is the wording mm-hmm. or chuck Just it in the take, bin yeah take it to skip yeah it's like Jumanji. It's the mm-hmm. same thing. Kind of. Well, yeah. Yeah. not as, as bad, obviously, because yeah. Jumanji is a kid's film and it's it's a nicer watch. But To an extent, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's still all because of a Ouija board. This is the, my only gripe with this film. I'm sorry, we're just going to dive in. Yeah, what's the intention? <laughs> you don't see how she gets possessed. Nothing even says, like, while she's touching that Ouija, Ouija board... Mm. Nothing's like going, okay, yep, I'm here, I'm going to possess you. Or you don't hear anything, you don't see anything, you just think nothing's happened. I don't think that's what the, the film's that's... going for because, it's, again, it's like they're going through all the sort of like the doctors all doing, all, running all the scientific tests, like thinking, right, oh, well, my child's acting up. Why is, what's the cause? Is this like teenage angst type of thing? I guess. Or just 
acting out. But she at the same time, you'd have thought you'd have seen, or even if it was like, unless the only other kind of thing I can say is that she's been touching this Ouija board a lot more than she's aware in a, of. In a modern film, they'd have to spell it out for you in that sense. Yeah. Like, you're right, you have to physically see somebody, oh, let's play a game, and then you'd see the thing going, mm-hmm. Ugh, and then she'd be like, oh, I feel all right at the moment, and then think nothing of it, and then as time yeah. goes on, you see. Whereas this film doesn't do that, it doesn't have to go through that, like, here, this is what happened. It's kind of just letting the audience just take on board what's what's there. And, then, and enjoy yeah, the film, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, why would you? I don't know anyone that would watch this for fun. I don't know yeah. why you would. Obviously, you, but and other people. No, in- including no. Mark Mode, as I said. So. It w- to be fair, at the beginning, it was an interesting film. Obviously, the mum's an actress. You, they're very well-to-do, posh upper class kind yeah. of thing. You assume they're living in a big house, but actually, it's where she's working at the moment yeah. on set of the film. The little girl, you know, she's as perfect as can be. Probably a star student is just, you know. Yeah. Epitomizes the perfect daughter and wants horse riding lessons. Yeah, and, like the American dream, yeah. Yeah, yeah she's kind of perfect fit. and they've got this perfect life. And I think, I guess that's a good way of kind of showing you, <laughs> you can have everything you want, but still not everything is perfect and bad things can happen to them. Yeah. Just not monetary issues, I guess, because that's, well, they could do if they spent it all, but you know. Yeah, because I can imagine like having to go through all those tests, especially in the mm-hmm. States where it's you have to pay every single time you you're going through all that it's like must cost a fortune and one of the scary parts of this is not just obviously reagan turning into the demon it's also it's it's differently obviously i'm not a parent but the fact that the mother is getting really stressed and like oh tearing her hair out like i don't know what's wrong with my child Mm -hmm. and going through all this you can't tell me you we're going round around in circles that frustration yeah obviously if you have your own child i feel like that's probably more it's relatable. home a little bit more, yeah. yeah, because it's like you'd, yeah, you'd be scared and and worried and upset about the whole situation, and you wouldn't know what to do. I think as well for for her as well, seeing all the operations and some of them are nasty. Like there's one where she's getting an injection in the neck, and it's like, why the hell is she not put to sleep for this? Like, why is she just wide mm. awake and drawing blood? And you can just see this blood splattering everywhere, and it's like this head machine. I don't know if it's like an MRI mm. or something, probably like, like a. Of some, yeah, back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And different these days. She's screaming and she's in pain Mm. and it's just like, well... Distressing. must be upsetting for the mum because she's paying for this and in her head she's doing right by her. Mm -hmm. But at the same time it's like, well, I'm hurting her while trying to figure out what's wrong with Mm -hmm. her. And yet the results are showing like absolutely Mm. nothing and it's like, oh, rather you found something kind of... I feel like there must be something though somewhere, like they must have somehow picked something up. Like, because he's in her body, unless he just vacates. When I'm assuming it's a he, but like you said, this we need to get. In, we'll get into that yeah, yeah, later down yeah. the line. Even at the the very beginning, though, leading to that. Mm-hmm. What did you make of that whole part with Father Merrin, who's you know on the excavation site in Iraq? Obviously, like with that location starting there, mm-hmm. and sort of unless sort of seeing that statue that you know someone's going to look at. Hi, yeah, <laughs> pose. It was all right. It, to be fair, it was what it was more like halfway through the film. What relevance is this bringing? I guess because you don't come back to him until the very, very end, and you're not sure why. I guess he's there, and he's he's brought a statue home with him. So is he the one that's brought the deed? I don't really know. I thought he died at that point when he'd seen that statue. To, to be hmm. honest, well, that's what I mean. Like from that, do you thought he was that Dead. was it yeah. at that point? Yeah. So like, I didn't know why it was relevant unless the only thing I thought was, oh, they're living in the house and that relic's there. Or is it that they're, like, related somehow to, to him and it's a couple of years, like, generations have gone by or something. Mm. But, yeah, none of that. No, so I think it's more just how that he's kind of knows of this entity and so he's brought into because he knows sort of the past of it all, what it's what's to do with. Kind of leaves. I feel like it's their fault, to be fair, because they're digging it up and they shouldn't be. It's like the shining. It's like building on something that, just whatever it is, just leave it. Leave it alone. Past should stay where the past belongs. Yeah, and you wouldn't have a film, and then it'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) What about Father Keris, who's priest who's lost his faith? I like him the best out of everybody. To be fair, I feel like he's the most humble kind of character that you've got. To be honest. 
I do feel for him in a lot of ways. He's trying to be in a job where he should be helping others, but yet he can't even help himself and afford the luxuries and everything of life. His mum is unwell and he wants, she lives far away and he wants to look after and care for her, but at the same time, she didn't want to move. Yeah, and, the, the mentality yeah. of like, no, I'm staying here. I don't want to be yeah, uprooted and anything, you know, stubborn. And me. also then that makes his life harder because he's back and forth every two yeah. minutes trying to see her. I don't truly know what happens when she gets like put in an asylum home. Like, Well, I think that's kind of like a deterioration point, isn't it? Because like, um, just all hope's lost, really. And it's, mm. it's, it's even in hospitals, it's pretty distressing anyway. But in somewhere like that, it's just... Is that, that because they level. couldn't afford the hospital? Yeah, or? Well, that's yeah what the the uncle said. It's like, right. oh, where am I supposed to? With, with what money? What am I, where am I supposed to put the, her? That's awful. awful. Yeah, to that point. And so, what I noticed this time as well, like the fact that when Father Karras was in that room, he was approaching more than all the other like inmates, mm. which we call them, were like crowding around him, and one of them like takes away his face oh, yeah, collar and bites and, it. Yeah, and so like, that's almost like stripping him of almost completely of the faith, and like that's it, and like everything's mm. just gone to pot really with with it all, and it's just in other films it could linger on that for a lot longer yeah. and make you feel a lot worse. But it kind of almost like the next time you see him, it's like oh, you know, his mother's passed away. Yeah, after the fact, so it doesn't go like you see her again because I think that would be quite devastating. Yeah. yeah, the way that the film goes through those beats as well mm. and especially as it gets to more with reagan being possessed and all that kind of stuff it has the sort of breaks in between of that it does it spaces it out it's not all just bang for one section and leave it for ages and ages and then come back to it much later it kind of i think i can understand well. why you appreciate this film because there is an actual storyline behind it there is i think it's a bit like the shining where it mm-hmm. does kind of give you the background yeah. and then gives you like the action at the end yeah and i think that's kind of how i reiterate this film and think well yeah it's pretty similar yes not well more with the way that it's story told yeah exactly yeah that's that's why this works a lot better than most horror films because you kind of know where it's going to lead to say like, oh, a group of kids go to a, a log cabin in the yeah. woods they're all going to get off some way or another and i think that's... this is a thing not meaning it's in a horrible way hmm. but horror films pretty much you've seen one you've seen them all i feel it the there's not much difference about it, but this was actually a story. Most of it was done in daylight until the back end, which I've noticed something about myself from watching this film. I don't get scared if it's daylight. I'm fine. So if it's, it's dark, if it's dark on the screen, that scares me too. Right, in the sense of the fact that there might be something within the darkness that mm. that you don't see until it's too late type yeah. of thing. Yeah, and it'll scare or, me or jump out at me yeah. or yeah. Even, even if it's right there, AK, like Reagan sitting on the bed and she's right there. You're but if she some... moves abruptly, <laughs> yeah. it's harder to it's see it. Right. Say, if, say if she's like scuttled into the other side of the room or something into the shadows. Yeah, yeah. Right. like when she, um, back at the end when she does hit him over the head, I mm-hmm. didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of alarmed me a little bit and we're like i was like but if if she did in daylight it'd be all right yeah (laughs) if it was exactly the same yeah but okay i think you in when it's dark you see more shadows you see more contrast you play more things up in your imagination that aren't there yeah true and i think that i've learned that about myself i don't like it when it's dark so like a murder scene could take place in broad daylight and you'd be like okay yeah all right with it (laughs) because reagan weirdly i thought she was going to scare me but she didn't frighten me absolutely to death, which was weird. There was, I think, like you said, at the back end when it was in the darkness, it was like a switch for you. Like you turned like, oh, this is a bit unsettling now. But when during the day it wasn't so bad yeah. for you, which so like, okay. Yeah, so I, I did think that given what other things you've seen, how much it would have affect, mm. affect you seeing it. But I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's quite scaring jarring but you've probably seen like say from pop culture stuff and knowing about it kind of softens the blow a little bit i think so and like for example the woman in black Mm -hmm. that's so seedy and it's dark it's gritty all the way through they're in a light moment Mm -hmm. if that makes sense 
Yeah, it's all like blues, that. greys, and all that kind of and stuff. The, There's no the color and of the walls, all, and yeah, yeah. I think that's what drab. Babadook has as well. It's... It has that drab, even though that's daytime for parts of it. It does have that drab because the character in the house feels down. Let's <laughs> say, so, yeah, 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 and a bad atmosphere. And to all it. the coloring yeah. and the hues and the colors of that house are dark. Mm-hmm. There's no like white wall or anything like that. Yeah. Like with this though, like their stairwell is all white. Everything is white. It's very clean. It's not. Yeah, yeah. An old, that... Like old haunted house, essentially, yeah. yeah, yeah, where it would, oh yeah, it would definitely happen here, kind yeah. of, yeah. And I think that's kind of, I've noticed that certain things that do kind of... Your environment, your settings, mm. matter or impacts that a little and bit And the more. lighting and such do, whereas with this, it was more like, at the beginning, definitely more of a everyday film, like production. I did think, oh, how much are we going to get to see her being an actress? Because I was thinking, oh, Phil, Paul loves a film about a film. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's but not really no, that no, impactful. No, no, no. It's just more like setting the scene as to where they are and the the, the fact that they're away from home. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's to play into the fact of Willie's Reagan upset because, you know, she's have, she's not living in LA. With her friends and, and all that kind of stuff. So. And mum and dad have split, split up, up. And dad's, um, you know, not there for her birthday. Ringing, even yeah, calling yeah, to remember yeah, her birthday. Yeah. yeah. No, there has been scarier films that have... Well, would you say, like, going back to the last film we watched, Ghostwatch, do you find that scarier because it's more like, let's say, like, close, closer to home and it felt more real than what The Exorcist is because obviously it's a film that mm. looks like a film that makes sense. I think and... so, actually. The Exorcist, for me, not saying that possession is unrealistic, but I just think it's the way it was portrayed. Mm-hmm. It's... It's a bit, makes you feel a bit uneasy, but it is a bit unbelievable at the same time to frighten you that much. Don't get me wrong, when she was in the dark and she was talking like a man and all of that, yeah, I were, I was scared. But I think with Ghostwatch, you've got that, I don't know, because the girl was talking and it was out of the blue and you didn't expect it. Yeah. It was more frightening in Ghostwatch than it was, it was in The it, Exorcist. Right. Because... At the end, you were getting used to Reagan yeah, sounding like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong, though. Right? When she was like looking all scarred and like yeah, her eyes and were throat green, was, and... throat was bulging and all that, and then she looks like in pain. And... and then she turns her neck all the way around. And, and what did you make of that when it did the oh. kind of? I, I I just think it were dull. That was all I could think. Yeah, it there been. was there was it, one of the good things about this film that everything was all practical effects, no CGI or anything like that utilized. Mm. So that. Yeah, you're right in saying that was a doll that was literally just for that shot, just to do a quick, I say quick, slow, but then like a jolt at the end for that. And then it does happen again uh, in daylight when yeah. she's with the, <laughs> the cross doing that and all that kind oh, of that, stuff. That is grim. That is, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, it's just... Bit, it's quite shocking. For... And especially because she's such a young girl as well, she's just hitting like her teenage years. Yeah. And it's for her to be effing uh, and jeffing, you're a bit like, oh. And the cross and, and yeah, and going down and shoving a mother's face in there and yeah, yeah which is a bit distressing. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. But it just makes you feel more uncomfortable than it does, like scare you. To be a fly on the wall when this was actually aired in like the states and stuff, because people were were saying like they couldn't like they were like fainting, throwing up at certain uh, scenes from this. Well, fared <laughs> well then. <laughs> yeah, to see like you know to see those pure genuine reactions first time viewing mm. it when it hit the cinemas and all that stuff. It didn't even come out here, I don't think, for absolutely ages. It's like banned in the UK. Really? I think for me, I don't want to really upset you with it because mm. I think you wanted me to be more scared than I was and I don't know if you were a bit disappointed by the end. Cause I think I've been more startled by other things that you didn't anticipate. Mm-hmm. But I guess everyone gets scared and what I thought I was scared of, maybe I'm, I don't know, but maybe it's because... Developing. <laughs> in, your, in your your tolerance of things a maybe, little bit more. But maybe it's because, like you're saying, with pop culture, I I did know she ran down the stairs and she was yeah, with the bl- spider thing, and was like blood out of yeah. her mouth and everything, and I knew her head swivels round and all of that. The vomit and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I was because like Sarah told you that one story when I did vomit. Oh yeah. In the attic at his old house, and I don't know if I just had too much chocolate or something. And I was laid on my back, and I literally just vomited on my face. And my, and my sister said that was something like out of The Exorcist, basically. Mm-hmm. And then she ran away and cried because she hates sick, and <laughs> left me on my own. Me poor thing. <laughs> I know, and I was like crying because I was like, I don't understand why I just woke up and being sick all over. So I came downstairs trying to carry, like, 
my top up and stuff so that I won't get in sick everywhere because I was like, well, oh, what, good. what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> well, she just left me. Yeah. I don't know. I'd, I thought I was going to be absolutely petrified. Don't get me wrong. I didn't really want to go to bed by myself. Well, you didn't, no. You know, I, w- but, I wouldn't. But after, but you said after the walking, like going into another room or something, like, please, like, just accompany me. Yeah, yeah. or like, okay. if I scream, yeah, come get me. Yeah. A nip to the loo or whatever, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there's been other ones where you, I've made, I've dragged you upstairs, like, I've been so unsettled. Mm-hmm. I think it's because actually the presence of the spirit or the demon or whatever is possessing mm-hmm. it isn't that present. It is, but it isn't. And I think Are you meaning because you're not actually seeing it right next to her type of thing? Yeah. Even though it's turning over a body and obviously the green eyes and all that kind of stuff has yeah. distorted her appearance. I think it's the... I think mine's the scariness of it happening. Once she's been possessed, I'm not that scared, I guess. Like the floating mm. on the bed didn't scare me. I think it's more the, the build up to that moment. Right. What about like with the eye roll? You know, you're not a big fan of when people do that with the eyes. You need to see the white of their eyes. I didn't eyes. mind it as bad as when we watched, you know, the rip-off Shining TV one. Yeah, the, and Danny is the like... The TV miniseries, yeah. Flickering his eyes. Yeah, and yeah. That freaked me out more. Whereas at least this was then just ended up turning white. And all I could think of is like, I don't know if I just went in with a very cutthroat kind of this is not real in my head just so that it didn't scare me. Mm-hmm. Like coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, they're just contacts, aren't they? So it's okay, like, in my head, right. I just put white things over so that... I don't think she... I might have it's wrong, but I think she couldn't wear contacts or something, so I can't remember what they had to... They had to do something to for allowed to, to do that effect. So, that, again, that was quite a taxing... Right. Well, they did it really to, well. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all I could think it would, would be, like a take of her eyes going like that, rolling backwards, yeah. and then another take of putting the contacts in yeah. and them looking like mm. they've... But I think it's more the flickering of the eyes, that bit. Once, like, yeah, when there's almost like having a spasm, essentially. Yeah, once she'd kind of gone white, I were okay. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> a, yeah, weird. But... <laughs> <laughs> the difference is there. Because, but... yeah. I mean, jumping to that, the TV miniseries of The Shining, where that was, that was shot in daytime, so... I think it's just the eyes. Right, okay. But it didn't. It didn't go on that long, did it, for her? No, it was. It was quite a short shot of that. Yeah, couple of shots. Yeah. By the time that she kind of then she was just white eyed, and then she was just floating. Yeah, and then obviously the first instance where she's kind of she's writhing around on the bed, you know, it's like make it that, stop, make that's it stop. Scary. Like we're on out of control with the body, mm-hmm. but, but the like the bed shaking stuff doesn't bother. I just wonder though how they've done it. To be honest, oh, I say practical. No, but like but... when she's on the bed, like. Off the bed makes sense. Like there was a shot where, like, it looked like somebody was moving the be- the bed, but then while they were on the bed moving the bed, it's like unless there's some like mechanical some thing or something. Yeah, there probably will have been when the chest of drawers or the the chair moves when Sharon, I think it's the like the babysitter or the carer comes out and like trying to rush into the room and the door like slams shut. Mm. Those are all like white, you know, wires that are oh, wow. pull- someone's pulling pulling it along to. Ch- it's good timing effect. though, like yeah. thinking, oh, how far am I going? Yeah, this going to take and how much pause? force to do it and all that. Yeah. yeah, so all very well. Credit so, to it. Yeah, and even like some of the shots, you know, when they were like walking around the staircase and stuff. Yeah. So the, someone's with a camera and someone's pulling it along. So it's rather than like a handheld style. Mm-hmm. So it's on like a dolly essentially to move it along, but doing pulling the cameraman backwards to so they can get the shot, all that oh, stuff. Wow. So. A lot of thought gone into it. Yeah. I think the the scene that I kind of think did make me laugh a little bit, and Mm. I I shouldn't really say that, like, Halloween and made me laugh in the same sentence, Mm. was when the mum was having, like, this posh party. Yeah. And it's, like, all, like, famous people, and it's glitz and glam and everything, and Regan's upstairs, and she's been sedated or something, basically. And she comes down, eventually she's, obviously it's worn off. Yeah. And she's come downstairs. She's in her pajamas, and she's just looking at them, and they're all singing along, you know, like the happy clappy mm-hmm. at the piano and everything. And then she just kind of says, "You're gonna, is it you're gonna die or something, or your neck, or you're gonna die up there?" And then it, she just pees herself in front of everybody, and I'm just like, "I'm sorry, but I thought it was quite funny, right?" And I think it was just because she's such an upper class person, and it's such a all losing face, and 
you know, all of that yeah, kind like, of. Oh, I'm terribly sorry, type of thing. That this yeah. is. Yeah, and like yeah. she'll be absolutely mortified yeah, yeah, yeah. about it because yeah. it's like literally a daughter's that you know old enough to hold her own bladder, yeah. and she's just pissed in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sort of like desecrating the whole scene. <laughs> yeah, that's going on. There's probably some like message in there for that. Probably. Yeah. So they do kind of like in Ghost Watch say, "Oh well." It's because of a trauma, it's a pathologic state of mind. Mm-hmm. You know, like she could pretend that she's been possessed by something and that's how she thinks she Perceives is. Perceives it, yeah. And being like her inner, inner self or something like that. Just acting out. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But obviously, for her to have such a drastic shift in personality, like if that was our child, I definitely would consider this being something that would be possible. Mm-hmm. But one of the... Th- things I noticed this time around as well like when Father Karras was in the room with her one of the instances and doing the what he says is holy water but it's actually <laughs> tap water and yet she's still going like writhing around like oh no it burns type of thing so mm. again it's that sort of mentality of belief of what you think Yeah, that is if you want to think it's holy water then just because he said it then but then is that the, what the demon is or is that the, the girl itself well I think it's the demon slum is trucking that, that into that belief. Which... Is he doing that, though, to make Reagan feel like, think that the priest is thinking Reagan's lying? Is it, could it be that malicious that it's going, oh, well, I'll, I know this isn't real, but I'm going to react like it yeah, but... is, so then it looks like Reagan, it's all in Reagan's head? Because the priest mm. is thinking, oh, like a real demon wouldn't react that way because it, it was not holy water. Well, he also says as well, like, oh, did you move the drawer out? yes I did and it's like well can you do it again and it's like oh, when I'm ready or whatever so it's mm. like well can you use it or is it just all parlor tricks kind of. or is it in his own time yeah. like I don't want to be a puppet on your string doing mm-hmm. what you say when you ask or is it the and, power and, and strength yeah. is not there and, yeah. it's, like, and it's almost like calling him out as well, or calling the demon out as well like saying you know what's mother's maiden name you're almost like you know when you're doing those phone calls or yeah yeah <laughs> get the password <laughs> I think it is awful, like the way that he's playing mind tricks with the priest and. Oh yeah, that's that's one of the another aspect of it that's quite hits hard. Really, the fact that his mother's, you know, like his mother's passed away, and he feels like he should, could have done more. And he wasn't so the, there when she passed away, away So the demon's kind of playing with his emotions mm. that way, and so that angle to it as well was quite effective. So do you think it is a demon then? Basically, that's what this weird statue thing that the older priest sees. And they're kind of in that shot when they mm. when you just come to visit and they both do the exorcism at the end. Yeah. I mean the the film portrays it that way. See, but he's got could... an illness anyways, hasn't he, that old man that always keeps taping tablets for whatever thing mm-hmm. while he was out in Iraq anyways before mm-hmm. then. Yeah. He said, Oh well he was gonna die anyway, so <laughs> so it's no shock when he you know, we Father Karras comes back and is like, Oh well he's on the floor. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> That just sounds so awful, don't it? But it was like, well, he's old enough. There's obviously something wrong with him. And he just looked frail as old. Mm. Like, I don't know why he didn't ask Keris to come in and be like, there. Like, I know obviously we're a bit shaken with the mum thing, but I think he was taking on too much he could handle, really. Well, it does come into his own at the, the, the very end, Father Keris does, where he essentially sacrifices himself, takes on the demon that's in Reagan and throws himself out the window to kind of de- to destroy evil, basically. Mm. So that's how I see it anyway. That... I was really sad for him because he was the one that I really liked the most, to be fair, yeah. and then he does die. But part of me thinks, well, at least he's with his mum at this point and he'll have gone to heaven for being like, you're saying sacrificing evil and making sure like somebody else has a better life. Yeah, which he didn't think about, he didn't even have to do because he didn't really know her at all. No. And that he would go to that length but it's almost like I feel like for him it's to so that he can redeem himself or like I think so things and I think for him it's a case of he's lost his faith he don't really think he's got much to live for as well and he's just seen it as like obviously she's a younger life she's got more potential got more life yeah. to live and he's had that conversation with his mother about you know how she's at a wit's end with it all and so essentially to help help the family yeah. get back to a normal life and stuff but he is sort of absolved of his sins anyway from Father Dyer at the end. So obviously when he's fallen down the steps and everything, yeah. and he comes rushing down to help. So I think 
in a way that's kind of like so he's not like you know going to hell or anything like that because obviously with the possession that he's taken on yeah that the other father has now cleansed him of his, his sins essentially so that so where all... does the spirit or the demon after that go what does well what i don't happens? know because there's uh there is sequels after the fact but have you seen him no i heard the, the follow-up nexus 2 is one of the worst things ever apparently and th- whereas the true sequel but i think it's probably like one of those things where it's like a cult classic i suppose but that's supposed to be better which is kind of, you know, jumps to the third one for that to be the case, but mm. rather than this, but I no, I haven't seen either of those, and I know there's a new one just come out in cinemas called Exodus Believer or something, but that's supposed to be a trilogy, but I've not heard good things about that at all. So, mm, right. <laughs> so I think it's you know you can't beat the greats, I suppose, as <laughs> most things go. Yeah, I just thought really understand why, how they can remake so many versions is it just the demon is going to different people is that the logic i don't know it? whether it's the same one or because obviously there is multiple voices coming from reagan so yeah who is it exactly i know now that's it sound i don't think it specifically says the name of the demon, but i've heard the name pazuzu being <laughs> being what the, the the statue demon is called but Something I'd call it or something. <laughs> Pazuzu. I have they just not could they not be asked? Dunno. Forgot me that as. Which I think is you see those flashes of the white face. Oh yeah, again. you do. Yeah, yeah forgot about oh, those. Yeah. They're very few and far between, but yeah, it's kinda of just a flash in the pan. But that looks like... like a person, doesn't it? Yeah, so if, I guess if you were to like put a face to the, the demon essentially then that guess would be it but that doesn't make sense to me what doesn't make sense why would a demon have a face and that what do you mean? statue face like his little devil face i don't get what you mean sorry i don't get what you mean what do you mean the demon wouldn't have a face what's it gonna have then it's a demon not a face not an actual human face yes but it's not exactly like a normal face though is it it's like white with sharp teeth and oh. it's more humanized though um, yeah so but look, it... looking at that Book. This is the book that was gonna, I was sort of reading before <laughs> we get to recording, but I didn't finish it, of course, because I'm supposed to just like read it these days. But like, uh, it is more humanized though. Yeah, in this. Okay, can you not show yeah, me okay. that? Yeah, <laughs> okay. Put it away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Just thought I'd make the the point of that with. I didn't really get why it was there though, because like that don't look like the statue, does it? No. But I don't know if that would look too goofy if that was... Because that sort of looked look more animalistic oh, yeah. for Facebook. I don't know, really. I think a demon is more animalistic, personally. To a degree, yeah. Mm. That'd be more like a ghostly... Apparition, yeah. Yeah. Which it kind of is, isn't it? Because it's in the shadows and... I guess. Yeah. The green sick, as well. Hmm. Like, is that just slime? Probably like pea soup or something, yeah. Pea soup. <laughs> Not hot though, I assume. No, no, it'd be cold. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would be, yeah if you just spat on them and everything, like burning, it's cold in the face. Yeah. No, I don't think so. It does spout, I, I don't know, it's a bit laughable with it being green. I get that it's like, oh, it's a venom and. Yeah, un- otherworldly, like a yeah. sort of bile, essentially. Of, yeah, of just a different calibre. Yeah. The only bit that does get me is when we're in the middle of the exorcist and obviously the come and let her kind of like undo her top a little bit and that she's getting really warm and heating up and you can see on her stomach where it says help help me help me that just freaked me out like she's inside her own self somehow being like locked away somewhere yeah that is pretty unsettling like a lot of the things in it i just have one other question before we go into like scores mm-hmm. what's with the policeman you mean the lieutenant always wants to go to the bloody cinema <laughs> Uh, like at the very end, I think that was like say for, for this being the director's cut. I think there was certain. This was like one of the things that was added in. I think sort of like more of like a light-hearted ending, I suppose. Like a, forget about the whole thing, kind of thing. But he also does it with um... Keris. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He just. I think it's something the the writer of the from the novel wanted to to have in 
So with watching the like editor's cut, what director's cut? Director's cut. Mm. Obviously, with you seeing the theatrical mm-hmm. one, what what much difference is there, if any? Well, I say like that ending scene was one of them. I think the mentioning of the "You want to go to the cinemas with me" part. I believe other things like like you know when she's walking down the stairs, the, the spider walk. Mm. I think. I feel like that's more complicated in the. Theatrical, I feel like she did that more well, often. Or they did a better job of hiding the strings, I think, because obviously at that point the digital effects, um, digital effects to hide it essentially. To and I think there was a couple of things like when they incorporate the the flashing face, like when the mother is walking around the house in the dark and there's like a f- flash of the face on like the cupboard or something. Mm. Like I think that's added in. Like that would that wouldn't have been right. there and, and such. And I think I. A brief moment when, in between when they're doing their exorcism at the end, it's like, oh, let's take a break, and they're kind of sitting on the stairs and asking, like, why, why this girl? Yeah. Kind of thing. I think that was that was also added in, right. sort of like a bit more of like a explanation. You know, it's which one do you think would have been the best? Told, I think it's it's been a while since I've seen a theatrical film to say, oh yeah, I would definitely prefer. I wouldn't say this, you know, was like, oh. Why did they do that or anything like that? But what I did have a sort of gripe with, and I've annoyingly I've seen people mention it on YouTube videos and such, was the fact that the quality of the 4K wasn't up to scratch, particularly in the latter part when it's in the dark bedroom of the exorcism, where the lighting of it was really like washed out, essentially, and also the colour bleed on. Like with the lighting and and such, it doesn't look very sharp at all, which I thought uh, maybe it's just some people's TVs or whatever were having the problem with it. But I mean, we don't I haven't messed with any of the settings that we watch with the TV or all, but it does show and it's a bit like uh, it's a bit of a it doesn't really take away too much from the film, but it's a bit like why isn't this as sharp as it could be? And like mm. some of the other shots, like when they're outside and. Like in at the start of the film when he's in Iraq. And Even stuff. though I did say to you, is this what what platform are we watching this in? Is this in 4K? Because yeah. there was a shot of like a night scene and it was quite grainy. When zooming in in Washington, yeah, it was yeah. kind of like a bit of a grain. But I, sometimes you can't always get the no. shots to be pristine. But overall, the, it doesn't really detract from what the film's story has to offer or anything like that. It's just a bit of a minor gripe with the. You know, the quality of the... Well, the fact that you're paying for a higher quality and well. actually it's not. Yeah. A bit annoying, but there we are. Is there anything else you'd like to bring up? No. No. <laughs> no, just want to get to scoring. It's not going to be done with this now. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But I, I will say, I'm quite proud of myself. But no, I am as well, that that you weren't, like, absolutely bricking it through the whole film or... Like in a nervous wreck by the end of it, should I say, because obviously at the beginning it's kind of the build-up to it all. I was more anxious about it, and then when it happened I was like, oh, okay, it's not that bad. I think if you saw it a lot younger, you probably would have more of a yeah. scare mm-hmm. going Try on. Should I say old? <laughs> no, I think it's just thinking more rationally about yeah. things. When you're much younger, you... Your you mind. can build monsters in your head a lot I can more. still do that. Yeah. But I was like, no, Sophie, we're not getting scared yeah. for this, we're not. Yeah. Alright, so it's time for the scoring then. What would you rate it overall? It's tricky because I, d- I don't hate it. Mm. And I, I appreciate what it's going for and the story behind it is, is good and everything else you've been saying of how they've done the effects is, is really impressive. But at the same time, it's a horror film about an exorcist, about a person be possessed. Mm-hmm. That's never going to be my favourite thing, is it? Well, no. But This is one that I feel like, for me, I would never go, oh, yes, every Halloween I want to watch this. This is like a one and done kind of. I'm happy I've seen it. Oh, right, okay. I don't really feel like I'd want to see it again, but if you put it on, I wouldn't be like absolutely traumatised. I'd be like, fine. <laughs> okay, so you would see it again, technically. No, but what I mean is not, not out of not, my own choice. I'm not, going, oh, Paul, put this on, I want to watch it. But if you were watching it, I wouldn't be bothered. Okay. If that makes sense. Would you... Here's a question. Would you be bothered if, like, say, I've put, no, I want to put The Wicker Man on? Would you be like, no, nah, I don't even... I don't want to be in the same room as you watching it? Or would you just be like, I'll just do something else and do I'd it? I'd just so, do something else. else. So would you Would you do that with this? Yeah. You, okay. Right. 
I just won't waste my time on it. I quite enjoy when it's not like her being possessed, like the more the drama, the family drama of the mother and daughter relationship type of thing. Yeah, you know, everything kind of... like that's brilliant, and like okay, the whole story is just when she's getting like possessed. In, the horror aspect. The horror of... aspect is a bit. Uh... So with all that in mind, mm-hmm. I think the fairest score for me to give it, and this is obviously really biased, and it's it's not. I can see like people could rate this quite highly, and I, I appreciate it. I understand why. Mm-hmm. I'm toying between a six point five or a seven. Six point five is just because obviously it is just the fact that she's possessed, and right, all of that makes it knock it down. I think, but the seven, <laughs> well, the, the, the seven about. makes it higher just because it is a, everyone's performances in it are, are solid. The actual storyline is 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 good. It's all coherent. It's all works well. There is a lot going for it. Mm. But did I love it? No. <laughs> so which is it going to be? Is it going to be? What are you scoring it? No, go on. You've got to give yours first. I'm going six point five. Okay. I can't give it the seven because I've given other things seven that are better than that. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Don't be a ten. No, it's a ten. Piss off. <laughs> no, it's a ten. Like like you commented before about how it's, it's like how to the shining like it's got more of a, a story to it. Just than because just I said a... it's like the shining, no, don't mean you have to just... score it no, like no, no, the no. shining. It easily is like there's there's so much more depth to it than just what you take a horror film to be. Mm-hmm. And so that for that factor it has got a lot more going for it. 100%. And therefore the story, the whole progression of what happens in the film is impactful. There's characters, obviously, you want to see prevail. Mm-hmm. And they do. It's to the damage. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. And I think just how much of a cultural impact it has had and, and sort of still does. There's, it's not like, obviously, if I was to compare, like, which would I want to watch The Shining or The Exorcist? Mm. Uh, Shining's still going to out. Way that. Thank but, God. But, yeah. <laughs> but the shining is a lot better than this. Cypress from you. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, no, it's really enjoyable. Aside from the the downside of the quality of the disc, but it's what it is. Yes, we still got the the Blu-rays in it, so I think if us to look back and go, oh yeah, that does look different, and like go with that. But it's it's. Yeah, there's not a. I don't. I've find really any faults with it. It's worked very well paced with mm-hmm. how it goes through it, and so like breaks up the horror elements with the the drama of, that the characters are going through. And, oh, well, one last thing I didn't mention about how you said <laughs> what the, the music, the the tubular bells sounded. Oh, it does like. <laughs> The Halloween music. It is. It is. It's not the same. It's not the same thing. My ears, it is. No, it's not. Oh, when we finish, you can show me the difference, yeah. and then I might admit, yeah. but I really don't think so. It's still got the same piano chords. Well, there we are. We're done! For another year, yeah. I'll look for something. Shut up. Bit... No. No, no. You know what I was going to say? <laughs> I said I was going to look for something nicer next week, but, oh, but oh, now... please, yes. I thought you were going to be like, for next year being scary. I thought that's what well, you were going to say. Well... But no, I, I'm generally like impressed how well you've you've coped through, well, particularly this one and mm. even the, the last one before that. The other ones, obviously, like the, how you took them was going to be different anyway. But I like how to. I would best. watch that every okay. year. Yeah, I'd be happy with oh, okay. that. Okay, that's that's all right then. Yeah, so there you go. There's a, another holiday favorite we've got. Like we do for <laughs> Christmas yeah. ones. Yeah, how to is definitely. Okay. Okay, that's fine. I'm alright with that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so the house who've been top, then what's under that? Ghost watch. Ghost watch. Then Exist. Then the Woodman. <laughs> <from> the pile. <laughs> Burning the you know, pile of ash. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, thank you very much for listening to this episode. Hope you've enjoyed Spooky Season twenty twenty three. And if you would like to listen to some of our other episodes you can do so by going over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and wherever else you get your podcasts from. 
And also be sure to leave us a five-star review on any of those platforms where they do the scoring system. It's always very much appreciated to get into the algorithm and <laughs> get some new listeners. Yeah, definitely. Find us. So if you haven't already and you want to see mine and Paul's pumpkin off, that means we both carve a pumpkin. <laughs> and, and who's the overall winner? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To be fair, Paul's got the better pumpkin anyway, so I feel like you should win. Got more space. You've got to do the design though, haven't I? So, true, true. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be very intense and stressful for you. Because you've got a good pumpkin, now you've just got to deliver. You find the right design for it, yeah. And then not mess it up hmm. while you're cutting it. Yeah. So, if you want to find all that content and all that good, good, good stuff, then you can find us on TikTok, Instagram, Threads and Twitter. Under the handle SP underscore film viewers. And lastly, we'd like to thank the Patreons once again for their support and voting for Ghostwatch last episode. Yep. So the Patreons are my mum. We've got our friend Gren, who's under the handle cgrendraw on Instagram. We've got friend Alex, who is at desperately seeking username on Instagram, and his soon-to-be wife Shani, who is at SDOG on Instagram. We've also got the wonderful Emma. So she's on Instagram if you want to find her under the handle M underscore Hayton. And then Jonesy, our friend. Oh, he'll love this episode. I feel like he's, he might be surprised actually be impressed with me, I think. Hmm. So, because he's like an absolute yeah. horror lover. Yeah. I think Emma might be impressed because I remember she said she she was shit scared of this. So, <laughs> I'm not smug. I won't lie. <laughs> So you can find Jonesy under the handle Weight Loss Jonesy on Instagram. And then our three podcast friends, we've got Ben from Film Floggers, we've got Mark from 100 Things You Learned From Film, and last but not least, we've got Nico from The Good, The Bad and The Weird podcast. Still haven't watched that film. <laughs> Make more of an effort to, to finally get around to that at some point. I think it's on Mubi or something, so we can <laughs> check that out soon. So if you want to have your name read out every episode and have the opportunity to pick a film for us to watch once a month, then you can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash spfilmviewers. Only costs £1 or $1.50 a month to do so and just help support the show. and Create a little family. Exactly. Yeah. A little community. Yeah. yeah. So thank you once again for joining us this spooky season. I hope everyone has a lovely Halloween and eats uh, lots of candy. Or, well, candy. Why am I going American? Chocolate, sweets. Sweets, candy, whatever you, wherever you are in the world. Oh, you too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we will speak to you next time. Speak to you next time. Bye. 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 Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.